You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. Welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your chunk. I'm Doge, and it's Chunkmas on the Square. Nothing ordinaire. <laughs> and I'm Carter, and it's our family in a Bible, and it's written in a Bible, so it must be Hunk. Oof. 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 <laughs> Oof. Oof. Hey, man. Carter. Why? Why How come? are you the Hunk? How come? I'm the hunk. Uh, Carter just because went nuts over that quote. <laughs> it's like everything I want to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm the hunk because I finished, uh, Chelsea and I are already done with our Christmas shopping. Like for everybody, for all the gift exchanges we're in, for each other. And it feels good. Wow. Do you just get everybody the same thing? Yeah, it was <laughs> That's easy. easy. Yeah, it was easy. Just a we bunch of two chunks mugs. We got a great kalachi place by the house. So... It's oh, just a matter of a keeping them. so bad. Yeah, yeah I wish you it's had a matter. Of, I, I think that's why it came. The first thing that came to my mind, my stomach decided, kind of got in the way and was <laughs> like, like, "What? Hmm? Huh? What? <laughs> what did he say?" <laughs> Ooh, yeah, I would, I would commit a crime for a kolache. I would put down a kolache right now. That Gosh, dang great. it, Carter. I'm sorry, guys. That sounds great. Hey, little jalapeno in there. Keep going. Oh, stop. Hey, I need you to tell me while we're talking about Christmas shopping, Jordan, you said two chunks mugs. I, my family asks for a Christmas list from me every year. I put some of our merch on that list. Is that gross? Is that okay? Give me a thumbs up or <laughs> thumbs down. Am I allowed to do that? I've never thought about that. You're breaking the system. I like it. That is weird. Because for, I was basically there, like, hey, family, for Christmas, pay me my money to my me. podcast. And also make me have a shirt with my face on it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that's great. Anyway. Yeah, I think that's okay. Right? Yeah. 
I did design some solo merch that's just me. doesn't have you guys on it. And that's what I asked for. So What's funny is you have the power to do that. You can completely do it if you want. <laughs> it's like um, our most important merch. And we're like, what? Speaking of things that we have the power to do, uh, we do have the power to stream movies directly into our home, uh, which is great for this time of year. Uh, because I don't know about you guys, but for me, um, I'm, I'm streaming of a white Christmas. And uh, I think the best way to continue this series is to talk about the second movie. Uh, my contribution that I chose blindly... <laughs> I already to, trying not to take credit I want for this to movie. Be clear that I knew nothing about this. Whatever. Um, and and I I I did not know what I was getting us into <laughs> when I picked it. And I was only thinking of you for most of the movie. <laughs> and like, I was did just he like, know? Did how he does know he this? feel? How does he feel? I'll it find is, out right now. It is the Netflix movie that I chose for us to review. <laughs> And it is, uh, it's called Christmas, Christmas on, on the, the square. square. Okay, so here's the deal. I didn't know what this was. I just saw Dolly Parton's name. I saw Christmas and I said, "Kachow, let's do this. Let me introduce you to a, a historical event called the Nuremberg Trials, <laughs> in which it was determined that just saying I didn't know or I was following orders does not constitute innocence of the crime itself. <laughs> sure. Sure. Um, I would like to introduce you to a concept called uh, I thought it would be okay. <laughs> I thought it would be fine. Oh, yeah. No, I'm familiar with that. Yeah. I thought it would be fun. And <laughs> hey, before we get too far into this, maybe let's get a synopsis. From our, our good friend, the Synop Doc, Doge. Well, I didn't have one, but then a sparkling Miss Piggy angel sitting on a cloud <laughs> appeared next to me. And she told me this. An embittered, quote, Scrooge of a woman plans to sell her small town, regardless of the consequences to the people who live there. And you'd be forgiven after hearing that synopsis for thinking this is Shit's Creek season one, the musical. Yeah. Okay, so back to my thing. I didn't know. I had no way to know. I had no reason to expect that this was A, a musical, top to bottom. Uh, normally not a problem, though. Yeah, normally not a problem. In this case, I would call it a problem, but- A big one. Yeah. I would, it's like, so it's sort of like, if I was like, hey, I'm making a movie. It's a sports movie. And it's like, okay, great. And then you show up to watch my sports movie and the sport is Greco-Roman wrestling, um, but it's like 80-year-olds. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, yeah, it's a sports movie. It's not a very good sport to watch or participate in or be forced to watch, but it is a sports movie. You did you did get that part right. So it's a yeah. musical. Um, dude, this was really bad. Um, like jokes aside. This was unbelievably bad, yeah. And I like Dolly Parton as a person. I think she is fantastic. Um, con contrasted against relatively um, normal people, she looks particularly alien in this movie. Dude, I don't know. And you know I love our Aunt Dolly mm. very much. Mm. Something about her in this movie, if you had shown me this movie and then been like, the guys that made Baby Yoda 
made a Dolly Parton puppet and that's what you just Stop. watched, I'd be like, 100%. That's so bad. 100%. She, something about her, like the way she just moved her, I don't know. And it's like her body language just looked very like, like puppety to me. Like the Dark Crystal. And look, I, it, 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 I think it comes down more to she's not an actor. Like, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not making a, a like plastic surgery joke. I think it's just that she's not an actress. I, I just think that, I think that it is hard. Nine to five was pretty good though. <laughs> I don't know. The, the tone, the tone of this was also weird from the get go. And I, I, I had a hard time really latching on to what this was for about half of the movie. Um, I, I figured it out though. Okay. It's a movie version of one of the plays you would go see in Branson if you had a free afternoon. I mean, so it's based on a play, right? Like she it is. does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so like this is something that existed prior to going on Netflix. <clears throat> I think so. I've tried to find evidence of that online. Uh, the only thing I could find is the opening credits that say based on Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square. <laughs> But okay. I think this is a stage play. I would assume this is something they do in Dollywood. Oh. Yeah, it is stage stage play, music and lyrics. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the music and lyrics are bad. Unbelievably so. <laughs> it's it's like it was such a unique experience for me. I don't regret that I saw this movie. Because yeah, I don't did, think I do either. It's like when you have a meal. And except for this meal, it was like the main dish and all the sides and the appetizers. I was like, okay, I'll never have that again. But at least I tried. Like, but yeah, this, right. it was so off. Everything <laughs> yeah. was so, the music was incredibly sporadic. None of it had any kind of tune that was memorable because mm -hmm. I don't really know if there was any repetitive nature. Like I couldn't find a chorus. I couldn't find what a verse was. Um, yeah, it was kind of, a mess. And the first time Josh Shigara had a word, he had a very pretty voice. This is our Pastor Christian Hathaway. Yes, yes, yes. The That's first so time on he the said, nose. Pastor Christian. Pastor Christian Hathaway, because the Lord Hathaway. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. Josh, I'm sure that's why that's they did it. Why, but that makes me very happy. I, the, the whole thing is like, hey, what's the pastor's name? What? What's the pastor's name? The pastor's game? Christian. No, his name. <laughs> Same answer. Christian. Uh, Josh Segarra, his first sentence, uh, Chelsea had been like looking at her phone or something and like looked up and was like, <laughs> I thought Hayden Christensen was in this movie. And then from there on, anytime yes. he talks, because he says, my love, like how, how he says my yes. love to his wife, I was like this. So Josh is meant to sing. Like Josh should not talk, I don't mm -mm, think. Right. Mm -mm, right? Josh no. just need, he sing, no talk, dance sometime. <laughs> don't talk. Uh, Josh was, is my super dump for that exact reason. Yeah. Oh, I could okay. not I could not listen to him speak. It was very Hayden Christensen. It was to me if John Travolta played the commander from Handmaid's Tale. Like just the <laughs> language that he chose and his like weird halting speech. It was unbelievably bizarre. Like I, I just like ugh, it was weird. It was the weirdest thing I've seen on a movie for our podcast. It was it was Strange and yeah, it was stinks, strange. What stinks is, uh, so here's my super pump, okay? And it kind of starts when we get to see uh, Pastor Hathaway and his wife Jenna, their relationship, like their first conversation. This was doing something that I don't see much, maybe if ever, of any. Now, again, we've seen four or five Hallmark movies, right, that we've done on this podcast. 
which means that's less than 0.001% of all of the… <laughs> yeah. But from like the data that we've collected, you don't really see the kind of depth of struggling with infertility uh, or doing those kinds of things. So I think whoever was at the or helm… Or evicting people on Christmas Eve or… Evicting… Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think whoever was at the helm was doing some semi-brave things uh, in like putting those… Uh, kinds of like they were almost trying to get on Broadway level, right? Like we were trying to get like yeah the struggles of Evan Hansen and like these kinds of things and like deeper stuff, but they just didn't know what to do with it. So my right. super pump comes with a caveat of like a they tried some things and didn't work, none of it worked, and then b which we'll get to in a little bit, they also like went really in hard on some things that yeah. were incredibly inappropriate, and so it was just like yeah. That's a very car. I feel like that's a very Carter super pump for this movie. Like, listen, it didn't work, but I'm so proud of you for trying. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very Carter. <laughs> yeah, the, con- the consolation the pump. Yeah, I think nope. though that that stuff felt to me like when Mars needs moms tried to make mom sacrifice herself for the for her child at the end. It's like you did not earn this. Yeah, no, we're gonna talk. Like we're is, gonna talk more about that kind of thing here in just a little bit. If I have anything to say about it, Ooh, just remembering I Joan Cusack's animated face when she's Ugh. dying. And that's but like worse than Polar Express to me. I do. I do want to say I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, hit the hit the slam stop. I'm gonna throw the e brake on uh, humor for one second. I'm gonna reverse time about six and a half minutes because I want to make sure that what I was saying about Dolly Parton doesn't come across as though I was judging her for her plastic surgery choices in her life. I'm feeling guilty about my joke at the beginning. I was not doing that so much as I was saying that set in the backdrop of a small town, her particular chosen image as a person is wild. Set against the backdrop of the small town they have chosen. I am in full support of Dolly Parton doing whatever she wants. I'm just saying that watching all these people drive Subarus and walk around a small town square and then Dolly Parton is the homeless person in the park. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, real. yeah, yeah. Doesn't work. Startling. That's how you gonna act saying. like Queen Dolly's not the queen of every town every <laughs> exactly. room she Dolly, rides into. Dolly is one of those that is just kind of a billboard. Like she's just known for being a personality and being Dolly. Yeah. She's never anything outside of Dolly. Right. She's in movies to play Dolly because yeah. that's what we want. I don't sure. want anything different. I was and a little mad that her name was Angel and not Dolly. I was really right. <laughs> I was really so before I picked this movie, my assumption was gonna be that Dolly Parton was the main character trying to save a small town through her love of music. That is not what this movie ended up being no. at all. Hey, not even close, dude. And I am disappointed <laughs> by that. But that's okay. Um no, I do want to talk about my super pump. Please, positivity. Um, Because my super dump is going to hit like a dump truck later on. So I'm going (laughs) to hit my super pump now. Is this going to hit like a pump truck? Yeah, I'd love if it could hit like a pump truck. I think would be very good. Uh, I'm going to look up the actor's name. Hold on. Matthew Johnson, who plays Mac, the father of Violet. Yep. Dude, his song in the hospital is really sweet and sad and good. Um, Yeah. I, and he, he's great. He can sing really so, well. He, he's a very good yeah, singer. So I laughed out loud when his daughter was on her deathbed and he hit it with just like the hardest run of all time. <laughs> yes, I died laughing at that. But that dude is so good. He's very good. It, the, the, <laughs> the contradiction, the, the auditory and tonal contradiction of how he is singing versus what he is singing was yes. absolutely hysterical to me. 
And him just like going off in the church while everybody else is singing and he's just off doing, (laughs) but he really is good. And I thought he was a pretty good actor as well. I thought that he was like a, a, with what he's working with, man. He, yeah, I thought he was a, um, impressively bright spot in the middle of this movie musical. Um, so I, I actually liked him a lot. Um, and, and honestly, I thought Violet was super sweet and charming too. She was real cute. Yeah. The bartending scene where she pours herself chocolate milk is very funny. Um, she Made can't really legally serve whiskey, um, and they are going to get shut down because right. that is a that is illegal for her. Not, to in, Fuller, not in Fullerville, though, dude. Pour whiskey, so not in Fullerville. You know, there's that. But I like. I'm glad it. you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up uh, contradiction because that's what <laughs> felt like was the biggest weak point of. Like anything negative I could say about this movie, it feels like the root of it is contradiction. Like there's just so much that is, doesn't go together. Like sure. this isn't supposed to be here. Right. Um, like what? I'm with you, but like what? I mean, the church, like everything yeah. that happens in the church. Yeah. You know how Christmas like, Eve, the pastor's normally like, Here's a quick uh, trailer real fast for what my sermon's going to be. Uh, it's about me. And here's my mom to preach it instead. Well, you know, yeah. some pastors. <laughs> and even, even before that though, like our first time in the church is like, let's all let's have a town meeting about how much we hate this lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And His, put the like language a big chooses, sign. The la- <laughs> we will fight and we will resist it, you, Regina. <laughs> It felt like at, at some moment, it felt like uh, Gaston leading yes. the like chorus of Kill the Beast. Yeah, I was totally. Like, Whoa, this is not the spirit of anything I thought Dolly was capable of, nor would attach her name to. Yeah. There was a, uh, my super dump is the like almost propagandic nature of like some of the things that were happening yeah. in this movie of like, I think it put Christianity back a little bit. <laughs> like, I think it was like, man, there's somebody who might watch this movie that had just had some kind of like spiritual awakening and some like legitimate relationship with Christ. And then they watch this and they're like, man, my fellow believers have made a movie. And then they watch this and they're like, man, second, I wonder, is this right? Like, is this what I should be doing? It was almost in a way worse than like Peter Popoff selling Miracle Spring Water. Like it was like, (laughs) it was like this journal was journaled in a Bible that's ancient under a lamppost that my dad made and patented or something, except everything written in here, it's in the Bible. So, you know, it's true. But then we come over and we say, I mean, they, they cussed, like they basically just like the most slanderous stuff was coming from the church, but we never learned from it. It was never, they were never viewed as bad. Right. We're supposed to be like, you're right. That rich lady is a, you know, I wish we could bleep out. She is the wickedest witch of the middle. The wickedest witch of the middle. They thought that was was so clever, dude. Dude, it was. You know, when you say they, you're talking about Dolly though. She wrote all the music. I know. It was so incredibly cringy. And there were moments that I was just distraught. I was sad. I was like, man. I, I, as a Christian right now, I am trying so hard to kind of like 
quote unquote, like try and break the mold of what some people think Christianity is to be like of, of, of like, uh, just the oppressiveness that it can be, right? Without like welcoming people in and stuff. I and bet that people I who, was so discouraged by some parts of this movie. People who run, own, and operate zoos for a living watched We Bought a Zoo and walked out like, now everybody thinks they know what it's like, but they have no idea. <laughs> yeah, good point. That is how I feel anytime I see Christianity depicted in almost any media whatsoever. It's <laughs> just like, well, everybody's just going to go ahead and take that as gospel, even though the people who wrote it clearly don't know what they're talking about. Hey, is we it written in the Bible? Do it. It's written we in the Bible. Don't. It's true. If it's written in the we, if it's written we in, don't I wrote, do it well. I, made, I have a million dollars in the front page of my Bible, and uh, so far nothing. So we'll see. I wrote my podcast is good on the front page of my Bible. So I'm still waiting on that one. <laughs> Nailed it. You know it's true, but it's like I was relieved that I wasn't able to find Christmas on the square uh, easily or quickly on Netflix. I actually had to go search for yeah, it. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So that made me glad. Ultimately, is like okay, good. It's not a top ten. <laughs> you know, it's not showing up on the front page because I got to a point to where I was like, I hope people don't find this. Yeah, I don't. I don't want any. I mean, if you're listening to this episode, please watch this movie. It's a wild, yeah. wild, I think wild. People should watch it. I think people ride. are smart enough to understand that nobody understands anything when they're making a movie at this level. You know, if this yeah. movie showed brain surgery, you wouldn't be like, it's dangerous. Oh, that's not why I'm telling people not to watch it. I, oh, to it's be clear, bad. It's, a, it's <laughs> yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's absolutely awful. For and sure. I hated it yeah, and wanted yeah, it to yeah. end as soon as I started it. Yeah. I, uh, something that I love so much about this podcast is that there's a lot of moments of self-discovery for us as to like how we view movies. And we're kind of discovering it together because we've spent thousands of hours talking about them. Um, but for me, I think I'm realizing a lot of my watching experience is not just how I'm taking in the movie. I'm thinking about what would other people think of this? Uh, not necessarily to flex my opinions to try and make people happy, but like trying to think of like, it comes from a like monetary, like how are they going to make money from this? Who is the demographic that likes this movie? And then also it's like, if, if there's a thoughtfulness to the script in almost any way that the movie is made, they're trying to find a way to kind of relate to anyone, you yeah. know? Someone should be able to do this. But so that's why watching this one, I was like, oh no. Like I was just starting, it was like uh, as if you're playing, a, what's the what's the uh, game where you're having, you're trying to guess the person on the other side. It's like you flip oh, guess the who. Guess who, yeah. It's like guess who. And right now, like guess, this is all the people that I was like, okay, we're starting here. This is how many people I would want to watch this or who who would this be applicable to who would enjoy it? And I'm, I'm so quickly like- Flipping just, cards down all over yeah. the place. Flip, 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 yeah. flip, flip, I can't flip. figure it's out like, who this is for because we do make that like that empathetic bid to so many different like, you know, like there's just, it's so soap opera-y in terms yeah. of like, and I didn't mean to say soap opera but maybe soap opera is a great opry. word for it. It's uh, a soap opera. It's a opry. soap opera. That's a so soap opera. There's like, there's so many movies, especially the really bad ones, right? That are trying to invoke some kind of emotion. And I'm like, okay, there's enough consumerism in the world. There's enough people that are con like taking in this content, especially if it's on a top streaming platform. Is there somebody who cried in this movie? Yes. Like I'm thinking like, yes, Callie, did somebody Callie get cried. emotional? Callie cried in it. Did, did somebody say, you know what? I'm going to ask the worship pastor at our church and see if I can sing one of these songs on Sunday. Probably. Ooh, that probably exists somewhere. Ooh. No, Callie cried at the hospital That's room. Special music. Callie turned to me laughing at the fact she was crying and said, <laughs> and said, why was that so sad? 
And then uh, we, we had a, we had a pretty good laugh about it, but um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think this movie is for someone who I'm going to be very careful here. This movie is for someone with a, a wide funnel of what they find acceptable in their entertainment. And they're just sort of like, let's, let's hit play and I'm going to like it because it's moving and there's sound. And I love it when people dance and sing and tell me Christmas stories. And that is okay. If that is somebody's standard of entertainment, that is not my standard of entertainment. (laughs) And I found it difficult to consume. Yeah. It's for Dolly. It's for, if you love Dolly, you just want to have some time with Dolly. It probably isn't even going to be a Dolly Parton's fan favorite thing Mm. about Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. But like I I watched, uh, I was kind of catching up on um, all of these Christmas specials, you know, Chelsea and I just kind of watch all this stuff. And I watched A Very Murray Christmas. Mm. And I found it, I found it incredibly charming, but it was not my favorite thing he's ever done. And I'll never watch it again. Not just because it's a holiday centric type thing. It was like, but it's Bill Murray. And I'm just going to love, a, like the fact that they, I was, it felt like the most brilliant thing in the world that Zombieland cat, like they yeah. cast Bill Murray to play himself, sure. right? Those yeah. kinds of things. I was like, that's what I'm here for. If I hear X is in it, I'm just going to watch it if I have Similar vibe to the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special. Right. Yes, where it's like, that was objectively bad, but I loved right. it and I won't watch it again. Um, like, imagine if it was like, it's a Charles Barkley Christmas special and Charles Barkley yeah, is like I would love a it. side character in this story. Charles that's Barkley, Charles, it's this ex- crazy. exact story, but it's Charles Barkley instead of Dolly. Oh my God. Right. But but that's what I'm saying is like, imagine if, if you're tuning in like, yes, I want Charles Barkley to be getting weird and crazy with Christmas. And he's like kind of in it and his name's really just attached to it. And- yeah. He's not really playing Charles Barkley. He's like trying to act for real. The difference though, I think is that in that scenario, if Charles Barkley wrote all the music and the stage musical of the, like Dolly wrote watch like, that. This, no, I'd this watch is that, Dolly's though. thing. I would watch that too, but that's the difference is like, this isn't something Dolly just said, yeah, I'll do that and you put my name on it. But Dolly wrote this. This is her brainchild. Did she? I mean, honestly, did she? Or, she or did the stage think she, musical? I think she wrote most of it. I think she was, there was a collaboration of like someone else who was more into the stage stuff that kind of helped her. Because but. think about that. Like it's the, this is the product of a pure heart with no shadow of like, that's actually kind of, you know what I mean? Like there's no yeah. sense of, yeah. of the, the kind of cynicism. This is a, an entirely pure heart. This is a movie that a six-year-old would write. Well, and you know I, I certainly, mean? Like the, the kindest person in the world would write this movie. I certainly projected a lot of my own, personal cynicism onto the motivations of some of these characters. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time outside of a Christmas, uh, you know, like a, a Christmas Carol type um, Scrooge story. I have a hard time being like, this lady was going to evict this entire town on Christmas Eve. And what she changed her mind and they just love her. Yeah. Like what changed for everybody? Like, Nothing lined up. Like our motivations for anybody didn't line up. I, yeah, I have, She's I have not, more to say about that. Nothing was hurting her. Nothing was hurting her bad enough to do something like this. And like her, her inciting action to change as a person was that she almost maybe thought she had a brain tumor, which, by the way, was just so. I mean, she saw an angel though. Like it was <laughs> the number one punchline of this movie. You don't even have to, you just have to watch it to prove it was a brain tumor. Yeah. Yeah. Also her doctor. Was the number one punchline. 
so you go to the grocery store and you have Cinnamon Toast Crunch and then you have Cinnamon Toasty Boys. You have Fruit Loops and you have Fruity O's. You have Geraldo Rivera and you have Her Doctor in this movie. <laughs> oh, we said that. We said that <laughs> just, we were watching. He just looks like store brand Geraldo. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I thought it every single time he was on screen. So her brain tumor is the mystery of Al Capone's vault then? Yeah, right. Just turned out to be nothing. <laughs> yeah, her doctor was like, we're going to get it open. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Um, yeah. Also, by the way, we're about to head to shout announcements, spoilers. But before we get there, the soundstage they used for the outdoor shots of the actual square itself was awful. So lazy. Awful, 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 awful. But that's the thing. Is that intentional? Are we supposed to feel like we're watching the play? I would have preferred that. I would have preferred if the whole thing was very soundstage-y. Like, and, like either go down or go up in production. But right. where you're at is the weird in between. Right. And speaking of, okay. the same, I felt the same way about the vocals. I would have yeah. preferred sketchy but true live takes of vocals yeah. as though I'm watching the performance or well-done edits. In almost every movie musical, really, well, okay. Most movie musicals that start as a stage play, I find that I would rather them have filmed a stage version of this right. than tried to make it into a movie. Right. Th this was also, by the way- Except for Cats. Potentially. Except for Cats. I'm so glad that's a movie. This was maybe the worst lip syncing I've ever seen in my whole life. It didn't stand out to me. I couldn't. I was so distracted by how- only kind of their lips were right. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad, really bad. Um, but you know what's not really bad? Shout announcements, which is where we're headed all right now. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. I'll go first. Look, if you've been listening for a while, you already know what's up with Patreon. It's where we give you that sweet, sweet bonus content that you absolutely crave and that if we're being honest, you might need a little bit. But you might be finding yourself asking, is there more? Can I get a little bit more out of my Patreon experience? Well, I have good news. You can. Because starting in the new year in January, we are introducing a second tier for our patrons, one that... uh you know, it, co it costs a little more of that sweet, sweet scratch, but uh, it's going to give you an opportunity to have a direct line of communication with one another and with us, your chunks or hunks, depending on the week, through a Discord server that we are creating <laughs> special for all of us. It's going to be really, really fun and a super cool experience. We're very excited about it. So make sure you stay tuned and locked in for that. Speaking of being tuned and locked in, I know during the holiday season, uh, we seem to get like more responsibilities, right? And having all those responsilities makes us realize, wow, look at all the responsibilities I had in the first place. And amidst all of that, we can sometimes forget to do some of the simplest things or realize that we had not done something. This happens to me all the time. It's just because I don't really have that good of a memory. And so I would be the kind of person that had listened to Two Chunks for two years now and hadn't even technically... Uh, subscribed, nor even reviewed the podcast, right? We have so much going on that we forget, oh, here's the, it's the little things that sometimes mean the most. Uh, if you have not yet, right? If you're listening to this podcast and you enjoy this, we're not going to add, there was a season where we just asked you to review If You Breathe, 
because it was going to be good for us. At this point, if you enjoy the podcast, or if you don't, we'd love to have your opinion on it. We can't really move uh, forward and know what to do next as well as we would if we have consistent and good feedback. So if you can do that, that's also really good for growing our podcast. The algorithms for iTunes, the kind of stuff that said, hey, two chunks. Uh, well, that was actually Spotify that said we're the growing the most in Denmark, right? <laughs> that kind of stuff is, first of all, that's true. If you haven't seen that, you should, yeah, follow on Instagram. Um, but we need you to rate and review. That's really, really good for us. Please do that uh, if you have the time during this holiday season. This is embarrassing because I am one of the hosts on this podcast, but I actually just subscribed on the Apple Podcast app. Uh, and it's a little better because I use a different app. Uh, I use Overcast. And so I was subscribed there, but I just subscribed on the purple Apple Podcast app. And I get a little notification every time we get a new episode. And that's awesome. I mean, it's never a surprise to me because I know when our episodes are coming out, but <laughs> it's really nice to get that little notification that it's available. So definitely subscribe. That's a great feature. Please do. Uh, another great feature is that our podcast has weekly episodes. And I know this isn't a surprise to many of you, but to some of you, this might be the first you're hearing of it. We're going to do another movie next week. Um, and uh, this is one that I'm bringing to the table, equally as blind as Jordan brought Dolly Parton's Christmas on the Square to the table. Uh, I was assigned to pick a movie from Hulu. And so we're going to be watching Happiest Season, uh, Hulu's new Christmas movie. This. I'm excited for it. I, I have a, a sneaking suspicion it's going to be a little better than Christmas on the Square. You had me at Dan <laughs> Levy. That's all I'm saying. Right. I will follow Dan Levy to any project he does for the rest of his career. Uh, but yeah, so we're watching Happiest Season. So check that out on Hulu and uh, and listen to our episode about it next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Look, I, I am ready to talk about my super dump now. I've been saving all it. All right. I've fine. been saving up all my super dump. So what that could I you can... possibly dislike about this movie though? We've been <laughs> so positive. Um, I'll tell you. And it is the... The, I don't know, the justification for the morally dark actions of a few of our characters makes no sense. The most egregious of, so like we talked about, I'm going to evict people on Christmas Eve. Um, now I'm not. And everybody, instead of being like, yes, congratulations, you landed at normal person. Thanks for not being a monster. Instead, they're like, <laughs> our hero. What a gift she's given us. Right. Yeah. Um, and also the like, 
oh, you were the worst person ever to us, but I just found out you're my mom, so I'm a huge fan now. That doesn't make any sense yeah. either. But the, the yeah. worst, the most egregious, the grossest thing in this movie to me that I had a, an actual hard time stomaching is, now stick with me through this whole sentence. My dad forced me to give birth and give away my child in secret because he was ashamed of me but he was sad about doing it, so it's fine. Yeah. Are you absolutely kidding me? Yeah. The most tone deaf thing in this whole movie is her forgiveness of her father lands on realizing that he derived no joy from giving up her child for adoption. Yeah. And the, the like, thing is like his, that's a totally inappropriate relationship. It feels like with that child after that point to be yes. like, I'm secretly your grandpa, but I'm going to follow you around to all your baseball games. Yeah. I mean, and that's wild too. And we can definitely talk about that, but I'm just saying, oh, by and large, it's like, my, Hey, I am traumatized because my father made me give birth in secret to this child to protect our legacy. And he gave away my child for adoption against my wishes but now that I know that he was kind of bummed about it, it's all good. Like he still did it though. Yeah. I don't know. It it, it was so, it was like I the wonder weirdest if that's something slap that, in the face in the middle of this movie. <laughs> I wonder if that's something that, I don't want to say works in a stage play, but like imagine seeing this live. Like this is not a Broadway level production. Sure. Right. This right. is somewhere, somewhere in between Broadway and community theater. Right. Uh, and so like when when you see that live, if you're sitting in the audience at a theater watching a-, a uh, You're in Dollywood. You're in Dollywood watching a company do this. Do some of these, like we're painting with a super, super wide paintbrush to just get paint on the fence. You know, we're not concerned with filling in all the cracks. Does some of that become more forgivable? No. Based on the environment where you're taking this in? Some of, some of it, sure. These things, no. It still makes okay. no sense. This is a this is a writing issue, not a medium issue. I I believe. Okay. Um, so what would be what would be like a medium issue? Just trying to get like a baseline for that scale. Yeah, I feel like maybe an issue of the medium would be like um, the the presentation of the small town would work like the square. Would gotcha. work on the stage, but on. So you don't feel like there's you don't feel like there's any story beats that become more forgivable if it's live. Not in this, no. I don't okay, think so. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Especially I think I would because be a my guess okay is it's a little longer when on, it's live on, screen on stage. Or on stage, I hope not. <laughs> this is already too long. Um, but yeah, I, I I just have such a difficult time with. But I mean. The, the place this thing started, it's probably the kind of thing where it's like you're going to see the Country Bear Jamboree. You're at Dollywood to see Dollywood, not to see a show. So you shuffle into the show. You need to get out and go see other things. So they can't make it too. Well, and you're going to a 1.30 p.m. showing. You know what I mean? Right. Like you're doing this between lunch and dinner. Right. Um, if this is a Dollywood production, we don't we don't know that. We're just assuming that. I still I still say that no, it it doesn't it doesn't become forgivable because of the medium in which it's presented to me. Yeah. Um, but there are those other things that are wonky as well, such as the relationship that the dude has with his, I guess, illegitimate. Also, by the way, the uh, incredibly Baptist, the incredible Baptist way that she becomes pregnant is going to one dance one time. Yep. It's so right. good. I know that wasn't intended to be funny. 
but that's very funny. The uh, the, the, the ri- guy, <laughs> the writing is the product of a mind shaped by abstinence only. We sports education, right? Where it's like you do it one time, you're gonna have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think that's so funny. But um, yeah, like the relationship of like I fo- I'm I'm the old guy who owns the town, and I follow around this kid, and everybody knows who I am. But somehow, in twenty something, thirty ish years, nobody has been like, "Why are you at that kid's everything?" Yeah, yeah. It was uh, all of the top, like the more um, sensitive of a topic that we would have on on a scale. So if it's leaning more and more towards sensitivity. It seemed like the opposite end of the scale kept leaning more and more towards just carelessness in every aspect of how we were going to represent it. So if it was more sensitive, we would take less care of it. And you know, and, and it does feel like the pinnacle was, you know, the pregnancy and having to give up the baby because it's like we don't have those are things that ask of the audience to understand it. it you have to like give room to like appreciate it or like know who these characters are and know their motivations and what they give us is so paper thin. Yeah. That it's just bound to offend people. Like that was my hope too, was like, this was, are we supposed to feel sorry for their grandpa? Because it's like, well, he did what he had to do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They make room for that. And it was, and that was like, no, no. That's gross. I had a hard time empathizing with the, Let's be generous. We'll say 60, 65 maybe. The the like general store owner who never got over his high school crush. Yeah. Why is he there? They were never actually together, right? No, they hooked up after one dance and then she dropped off the face of the earth. No, no, no. He's not that baby's father. He's not the he's not the father. Wait, what? That was the he's bad the one boy. that was he was the one that was showing her friend the ring in and the, she thought in the he coat was, closet. Yeah. And so she went and hooked up with the bad boy with the goatee. Yeah, that I, guy. I got the store fully owner lost in that. Apparently, the store owner is not the pastor's father. I got fully he's, lost in that. He's yeah, he's the other guy. The other guy. Yeah. In the back. So they were never together, and he they just also never got over each other in fifty years. Hey, speaking of resident bad boys, can I give a shout out to the one dude at the church meeting who was like, "I like overpriced coffee in shopping malls." Yep. This felt like Hallmark, like a Hallmark movie where we weren't legally allowed to say that those guys are together. You know what I mean? It felt like some kind of line where right. it's like, we can hint at it, but if you say it, you, you're going to be in trouble. Yep. It was uh, another thing that happens in that darned church uh, is when we have, I think it was Jennifer Lewis who plays the fr- her friend who is the business owner. Yes. Yes. What an aggressive 50 second song we got. For real. That like shout that they do. Just aggressive. When talking about when she's cutting her hair? No. No, 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 no. no. In the church. In the church. Where they're talking about praying. The super gospel. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm with you. It came and went. It was just like. Listen, she's a talented vocalist. Yes. Her her stylings are not so much for me. I'm going to pause because Jordan is gone again. Everything good? So sorry. Yeah. Bruce was biting a Christmas tree light. Oh. So I threw him into jail. I'm talking about her her friend. Yeah. Sorry. So, I mean, she's a talented vocalist. Very much. She's very good. 
uh, her particular vocal stylings are not for me. Sure, yeah. And I kept thinking how much she sounds like a deep voice Josh Gad when she sings. Like she could sing the part of Olaf's father, I think, in a play. That's hilarious. That's so I would good. have to watch the movie again to relate, but I choose not to. No, there was a couple <laughs> parts. Enough. There were a couple parts where I believe it was Pastor Christian started singing and it sounded like he was about to be like, why are there so many songs about rainbow? Like it was, it was yep. all throat. Um, but we haven't, we haven't talked about somebody who I would consider a, a, another vaguely shining spot in this movie being genuine. Uh, Felicity. She's my super pump. Yeah. Get after it. I liked her. She's, she's pretty good at acting. Yeah. She's pretty good at singing. She's an incredible dancer. She won season five of So You Think You Can Dance. Wait, for real? Yeah. That's who this oh. is. Like she won that season and then was like, actually, I want to do acting and dancing and singing. And she's like interesting. Pretty great at all three. She's far and away to me the best actor in this show. She's a talented vocalist. She's definitely the best dancer. Every time she was on screen, I was like, wait, why is this not her story? Like, why right. is she not the main character? She definitely was a bright Instead, spot. we focused on Martha May Huvier, which bumped me out a lot. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really thought I really thought that she was impressive. Um, and I mean, in the middle of a movie such as this, it is, <laughs> let's call it not difficult to look impressive. But I sure, thought, yeah, I it's thought a contrast. She, I thought she was thing. impressive. Yeah, she did a good job. Um, yeah, super super pump worthy. I would say. I I think, and it's <laughs> again like let let's hope she moves on to things from this where she gets to do more. <laughs> it's like getting your first job when you're like like your first big boy job when you're twenty. It's like it doesn't matter what it is. You just got to have something on that resume at the very beginning. At least that's what everybody told me. Right. This feels like the kind of thing where she's like, you know what? I did it. It's on my resume. I've technically been in a movie. So this won't be my first one. Hire me for this next thing. Hey, I'll tell you this. It, it, it might've been a selling point to just be like, do you want to be in something where you get to hang out with Dolly for a few days? Yeah. Like just kind of spend a week with her Dolly. Song, uh, her song with Dolly in the kitchen was like worse and never had a friend like me. It was a worse version of that song, I think. <laughs> okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Her story didn't make a lot of sense to me. No. <clears throat> I did like the line when she was like, can't you just ring a bell? And Dolly Parton's like, oh no, Clarence, you're not going to get your wings that way. Yeah, that was good. Her her calling her Clarence felt really nice. It, it, yeah. Because it was so on the nose in so many ways that like acknowledging it felt like finally sneezing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I feel like they, they acknowledged George Bailey as well. They did a oh, wonderful yeah. life like in the very beginning. And it was like, okay, I'm glad we're at least addressing that this is basically that plus a Christmas carol. Yeah, that's very, it's 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 simultaneously Dickensian and Jimmy Stewartsian at the same Stewart-sian, time. Stewartsian, yes. <laughs> but no, I, I, it, it didn't have, it, it's weird because it's like it didn't have some of the hallmark, some of the hallmarks of a hallmark movie. Um, and yet it, it really was like Hallmark movie, the musical. Oh, 100%. I think it's for the same audience. I think in some ways it is for an even less discerning audience. <laughs> it's it's a smaller subset of the Hallmark well, audience. And I'll, I'll use an example. My mom loves to watch all those Hallmark movies, but I don't think she would like this. Like, I think my mom yeah. would be like, mm, this, 
This so do you think great. this is for the same kind of audience as Feliz Navidad? Because that's what my mom texted me after she, or she called me after she watched that. And was like, I love Hallmark movies. This is the worst movie I've ever seen. I Well, you know what? It could just honestly be a scenario that Dolly Parton, who generally does things that are acceptable and loved, had a bomb this year. Yeah. And because yeah. we don't get to, we have no, it's so fresh that uh, we're the only opinions that we know about this movie. It's true. Right? Like true, it could yeah. be that stuff starts to come out during the holiday season of like, wow, you know, we would think that there's most stuff is forgivable for her, but this is not, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not going to end her career. It's not going to change things for her. Um, but, you know, I, I could imagine there might be some some backlash that it's just too fresh for us to know yet. But it could just be that she she blew it. Yeah, this one. Like it could she just, just be did a, bomb. a bad, she did a bad thing. Because this is also not her first venture into doing some kind of musical Dolly type oh, thing. Oh, sure. Right? And so from what I've heard, some of the, I, I would imagine, I mean, I would assume, expect that those are better than what we got this year. Yeah. And she was just maybe doing some kind of money grab or well, something. It just didn't honestly, work out. when it comes to Dolly, what I want is just Dolly. Like I, re- I'm being like I really just want her to be Dolly Parton on camera and do. I want her to sing. She has a beautiful voice. Like I want her to sing and yeah. like be Dolly. And I just feel like she, when she was on screen, she wasn't able to do that because she had to be this angel character, and she. Couldn't. I, I mean, I don't feel like Angel was different than Dolly. That's fair. Like everything that everything that she did in this movie is exactly what I would expect Dolly Parton to do and say and sing. That's fair. But I think there was too much other stuff. Like get rid of some of the other stuff. Like I don't need to hear this Wicked Witch of the Middle song. Let me have Dolly sing a song. I think you can completely cut um, the story of the... Uh, I If it were me, I would completely cut out the child. Yeah. And any tie... Like, I would make it to where her father was a great man and she is just bitter. And uh, she's bitter because of a failed young, like high school, early college relationship. And when she comes back to the town, she realizes that she's the only one that held onto that bitterness. You can keep the brain tumor thing and make her kind of face her own mortality and face what she's doing to this town. And you can unmurky the water, I think. what it need They need to lean full into... It's a Wonderful Life. And she has a brain tumor, goes in for the operation. She wakes up and Dolly Parton, the angel, is next to her. And Dolly's like, he didn't make it through your operation. And then they go through and see how happy everybody is without her. Uh, Like Christmas Carol, It's a Wonderful Life, all that stuff. And then she wakes up on the table and goes, oh, the operation was a success. I can be nice to people now and they won't be happy that I die. Right. Yeah. They even even reference It Was a Wonderful Life. Yeah. A couple of times. uh, In one of the songs too, I think, they say the name of the main character. But yeah, they, yeah. It doesn't feel like it's a it's a script worth salvaging. Right? Yeah, no, yeah. you're totally like, right. I, I caught, totally right. I caught halfway through it. I was like, why are we trying to make it? I have a, I have yeah. a tendency, to be, I think, to fair. want to try and be like, how would I fix this? Well, I look for the silver bullet, I think. I look for the thing where it's like, if you just remove this, it all works. And right. I don't think that exists here. Yeah, I think that's fair. No, I don't hey, uh, the other thing that doesn't exist here is much more time. And I think we need to rate this movie. Using the scientific cinema scale baked in here in-house at our very own Two Chunks Test Kitchen, it is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it. Buy Buy that poster. poster. After that is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. 
Well, here it is. This one's getting a God hath forsaken us from me. Yeah. Yeah. You hate to see it. <laughs> it's it's just that bad. It really is. Yeah, God hath forsaken me as well on this one. <laughs> Here's what I'm going to do. And maybe this is the only way that I can like take a shot at this movie and make some kind of difference. But this movie was really trying hard to Sorry, put uh, God. Did you guys bring the pad music in? <laughs> <laughs> this movie was trying really hard to put God somewhere in it. Yeah. And so I'm going to say, you know what? God doesn't God doesn't deserve to be in this movie. So the rating I will have will not have God's name. I'm Fair just going to forget it altogether. I'm not going to use the Lord's name in vain. Mm. So uh, forget it because I choose... I choose not to continue to make the mistakes that this movie did in trying to put any mention of God in this movie. No. Mm. This was bad. This was this was bad. This was especially bad. And I didn't know. And I'm sorry. Um, I do think it's funny that we had to watch it like in sort of an existential way. I think it's very funny. What um, do you think yeah. the IMDb rating is? I just saw it. So I don't, it's oh. not going to be as fun to answer for me. But Carter, what do, well, you, what do think you think it is? is? I think I saw it too. Yeah, it's over five. That's what's crazy. Yeah, I would expect like a three something. Oh, I rated it two stars on my IMDb. Oh, that's nice of you. Get it. Bring it down. Give it two. Throw a lasso around and bring it down. It's very kind of you. <laughs> hey, next week we are going to continue the streaming of a white Christmas series with uh, a movie that I have also not seen, but can with 100% certainty boldly claim is much better than this. Um, We're going to be watching Happiest Season. Um. And I think it's going to be really awesome, is my guess. Based yeah, on, I'm looking forward to based it. Based on the cast and director alone, I'm going to guess that it's going to be it's really like awesome. an all-star team. Yeah, for real. Um, so And plus Kristen Stewart. Right. Hey, I think she's better <laughs> than Twilight. I really do. I think, I think everyone in those movies is better than Twilight. Except with the for Taylor, Taylor Lautner. Lautner. Yeah, I agree with that. So um, yeah, watch it with us and uh, listen to our episode on it next week. So to, yeah. to end... Today's episode, I'd like for us each to say our name and which celebrity we would like to see take a crack at a Christmas musical on Netflix. Charles Barkley notwithstanding. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan. And I really think it's Christopher Walken's time to shine. And I do need just a little more cowbell. I want to be like you. Would it be a reindeer bell? In this, it'll work. Sleigh bell, better. Also known as reindeer bell. Also a real, a real thing. Reindeer bell, notably not a real thing. It's the sequel to Reindeer Games. It makes sense. It's Chris Walken. <laughs> Does you can do your part sort of now or? No, I'm thinking. Whenever. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> my name is Doge, and my pick is Bruce Willis. Fun. He has. I have his album. His record. I really want him to do it 100% sincere. Completely like, not a joke, not a funny thing. 100% sincere. A Christmas musical movie. That'd be great. I'm Carter and I'm going to shoot my shot. This sounds so Felice Navidad-like perfect that I think someone's going to make it. Melissa, Disney, stop listening. Melissa, turn it off. Disney, Disney Plus is going to work with their good friend, Dwayne Rock Johnson. Ooh. And they're going to make... Have yourself a Maui little Christmas. Oh, Carter. Ooh. Oh, Carter. He already, we know he can sing. Hear me now, Disney Plus. Have yourself a Maui little 
Carter, you, you know he's going to sing. You, you know he's going to sing Jingle not. Bell Rock in that movie, right? Yes, dude. And he's going to sing Rock around, around the Christmas, the Christmas tree? tree. Yes, dude. That's so good, dude. Honestly, the fact that there is not a Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell me with him smiling and with the eyebrows <laughs> yes. up, like that should absolutely <laughs> exist somewhere. That was such an easy laugh, and you got me big. <laughs> I've legitimately that was. We should get in touch with the. We should delete this and not <laughs> put it on the show and get in touch with the rocks people. <laughs> oh man, what do you think he's doing right now? Working out. Yeah, for sure. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.